Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. One more hour. Here we go. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up, it's what we've been waiting for. College football finally expands to 12 teams. We'll talk about that. we got the details, and we'll look at the early futures for the national title. At 820, our friend Kate Constable joins the show, host of The Better Angle, and she'll tell us the plays on her card today. And, of course, we've got our best bets at 840. Chelsea, there is now 59 minutes and 16 15, 14 seconds until I am on vacation going to St. Martin. I cannot wait. This is the longest vacation. I normally, when I take a vacation, it's normally like, hey, I'm going three or four days somewhere. I'm never gone for like a week. So this is good. This is something I haven't done in a long time. And I got to tell you, by the end of this show, I'm not even going to be talking. My voice hurts already. I talked a whole lot the past few days. It's just going to be you asking me questions and me going, mm-hmm. Or what do you think, Jinx? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that. I just imagine like a running soundtrack of like Jimmy Buffett songs in your head. You're just like trying <laughs> yes. to listen to what I'm saying, but instead it's like, wasted away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to cover. Well, they've covered some this year. Who knows? Maybe they'll just be a cheeseburger in paradise. And you're like, what? <laughs> what is he talking yeah. about? And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's going to be the way it is. So it's going to be good. <laughs> I'm just ready. We do have a, a brutal flight tomorrow morning. Well, not a brutal flight. It's not a bad flight. It's just we have to get up early. But then Catherine was like, hey, we're going to have. Oh, excuse me. I don't want to talk about flights. I want to talk about being on the beach. The only bet I'm going to make today is the over-under on the number of pina coladas I will consume because I've lost some weight in this past week. And you know what? That's purposeful because I am drinking my weight in pina coladas over the next seven days. That is a guarantee. Thank you for that, Double D. (sighs) Chelsea, you want to take over this last hour or should I go ahead and continue hosting this bad boy? I guess I should. You can do whatever. I can definitely carry you if you need it. If you want to sit back, put on your sunglasses and, you know, oh, yeah. um, 
you know, start the relaxation um, because I get it. There's definitely, what is the term for it? Like I always call it senioritis, what people have, like, you know, in high school when you're a senior and it's like the last few weeks of high school and you're like, oh my God, this is pointless. I'm not going to yeah. be doing any trying and I will be giving the least possible, uh, Matt put apathy. Like I know yes. that's the term for it, but that's like the catch all. Like it's not a very specific term. Like, do you think senioritis? Right. What is there something else I'm missing? I think it's he's, he's right. It's just like you get apathetic where you just don't, doesn't really matter to you either way. You're just like, uh, you're just meh, you know, you just don't care. But I always say that. And yet I, of course, did a ton of research and everything. I always try to mail it in. I don't know if I have it in me really to mail it in. I try. Well, I don't know if I try to mail it in, but it, it's great in theory for me, but then I get going and then, it, then it's bad in practice for me. Do you ever wonder if people had to like poke and prod Jimmy Buffett to be like, hey, Jimmy, we know it's five o'clock somewhere, but you really got to finish yeah. this album. We've been here all day and all you want to do is like kick your shoes off and like put your toes mm -hmm. in the sand. But like your fans kind of want an album. Like, do you ever think yeah. that personality trait went against him? Or do you think this was an act? And at some point in his life, Ooh. he was like, you know, people really love this. Maybe I should lean into it. And he's actually like some type A person that had to like readjust his life. I'm like, you know, got to change my attitude with the latitudes because the people love them some <laughs> relaxing. I mean, I'll say this is that, you know, before he passed, he had built a monster business empire. Be it right. his resorts, be it a lifestyle. Drinks his lifestyle his whole lifestyle brand so i would say that i'm sure he enjoyed his life because i don't know how you couldn't have some sort of lifestyle like that and also write the songs that he wrote at the same time you don't just kick back and build a business empire at the same time do you know what i mean those things don't just yeah. happen naturally so it's probably a little bit of both but of course we think about the incredible music he made but lord if you look at the money he made based on this lifestyle brand, he put a, I, I remember reading a long form article about him and he, and he loved to actually build. He loved to see this thing that he created grow and he just kept at it. So I think he probably worked a lot more than people realized. Oh, for sure. Because they have Margaritavilles everywhere. We have a Margaritaville here in Nashville. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, well, we're landlocked. So I feel like the theme doesn't really apply. But people love <laughs> right. this mindset of being on vacation and relaxing because isn't that what he's selling is like the beach dream. And it's not that people really love getting in the ocean. They love the mindset and the, you know, the mm -hmm. slowness that a beach yeah. lifestyle presents. It always makes me laugh that occasionally here in Nashville, people have these bumper stickers or like window decals that say salt life. And I'm like, uh, geographically speaking, there is no ocean in sight. Are you Correct. really living the salt life if you live in Nashville, Tennessee? I think not. But <clears throat> I feel like what they're saying is they subscribe to that mindset. Yes. Yes. Which I, I mean, I get it. I, I love that mindset as well. I don't really have the salt life here in D.C. Although, you know, we're closer to <laughs> the, the ocean life. than a lot of people. But the salt life. Chelsea, I'm about that college football life. And finally, the CFB 
has nailed down their 12-team playoff, which is starting this year. So it's going to consist of the five highest-ranked conference champions along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. So what you've got is at least one group of five team will reach the playoff each and every single year. But the CFP is not going to refer to it as the group of five because there's always a chance that one of those so-called group of five champions could be above one of the power five conferences. But now we have essentially the power four, which is the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the ACC. And the Pac-12 is, it exists, but not as one of these power conferences. Do you like the way this setup is is going to be instituted by the college football playoff? Ugh, sounds like keeping up with Game of Thrones. We've got the Big <laughs> Four, the Big Eight, the Power Nine, and the I-5. You'll have to put them all together because we don't know if somebody from the Big Four is going to come or the Big Eight. And also keeping yeah. track of what conferences people are in oh, these days. So it is complicated, but I will say this. Thank God we are finally ushering in the 12-team playoff because we've been shaking our fists for a while now. And here's the thing Mm -hmm. about the NCAA. Sometimes they are terrible, and sometimes they don't care what the public opinion on them is. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. So at least round of applause for finally doing something that the fans want. So I'm excited for this. I do think this will – do you think this will provide more parity? Because I do think that there is probably an area in between Mm -hmm. where, you know, maybe we could do six – or eight, do you think 12 is too much? Do you think we will be left with maybe a team that gets the brakes beat off them? <laughs> like, yeah. In some of these semifinal games? I mean, I honestly, I eight would have been fine with me, but I'll say yeah. this. If they're going to have a 12-team playoff, you don't get to complain if you don't get in and you're at 13. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, at, at eight, I thought eight would have been plenty. But... This is more than enough, and I think they're doing it the right way, and everyone should get a shot here. But I'm hoping at the very least that this will temper down some of the argument as to, well, this team didn't get in, this team should have gotten in. You've got to draw the line somewhere, right? This isn't March Madness. Not every single team can get into the tournament at the end of the year, and also it's football. So you you also have to be careful here, Chelsea, because, look, we're talking about college kids. We're talking about a violent sport. And the more games you add, you can wear these these guys out. And the NFL has done this too, right, where they add an extra game here and then they, they don't really worry about it. But that's something just you have to be mindful of whenever you continue expanding a field and adding games. But ultimately, I do think this is a great thing for college football because now if you're having a very good season, you're getting in. Of course, there's always going to be one or two teams that complain about not getting in, but ultimately 12 teams is plenty. Yeah, here's looking at you, UCF. Wasn't it UCF that was like, we're national champions that they year? They won it all. We're like, UCF, let's pipe down here. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You've had a great season. But when we have 12 teams in the mix, everybody is going to be included. If you probably have mm-hmm. an undefeated season in a decent conference, you're probably mm-hmm. going to get in. Do you think we will still have the quote-unquote best teams playing for the championship? Because that's the only thing that I kind of worry about. Because as much belly aching as there was about Florida State not getting in, which I think they had a very good argument, 
I did feel like this year, although there were only four teams that got in, we got the four best teams. Like, do you think there is an instance in which, because here's the thing about football, you play one bad game, you're out. Like similar to March Madness, maybe not like the same thing, but do you think we will still get the four quote unquote best teams that are kind of in the later stages of this? That's, you know, here's what I would say is that it's like, it's going to be, even though this isn't March Madness, it's going to be similar in that just because you have one of the best four teams in the country does not necessarily mean that you make it to the final. Now, I believe the top four teams here will end up getting get a, a buy. buy. Yeah. yeah. So they get a break, which will definitely help. And so that will obviously increase their chances of, of getting to the final here. But every year we see this, just look at Georgia as a perfect example right now. I know they didn't make the playoff, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people would say at the end of the year, was Georgia one of the best teams in the country? Yes, no question about it. However, they faltered at the end of the season, just like you can falter in the early stages of this playoff. So we'll see it every year. There will be at least one team and, Maybe there won't be, but I guarantee you more often than not, there will be an upset that takes place and you'll say, wow, they had an incredible season and they didn't make it as far as everyone thought they should have. Yeah, from a betting perspective, does this sway you off taking favorites in college football Mm. a little bit more? Because we have seen this over the past, you know, few years or decades or whatever, is some of these Mm -hmm. teams will have a cupcake schedule and a cakewalk to getting into the college football playoff. But now when you have to play more games, it feels like there will be a little bit more volatility because we talked about this earlier on the show. March Madness is the ultimate, you know, volatile betting market just because there are so many games in the postseason. Do you think this increases the volatility of who wins the national championship? I mean, I think it it does to a point just by virtue of the fact that you're going to have more teams to get the opportunity to play for it. I also think at the same time that we're in an era where the rich are going to get richer here. And we're already seeing it with name, image, and likeness, where you have these blue blood schools who are raising a hell of a lot of money and they are able to bring in the best players. They have more depth and there is becoming more of a disparity in college football because of that. So while yes, teams will have a shot because there will be more teams and there's more possibility for an upset by virtue of how this is laid out. At the same time, we are really in danger. If you're talking about college football as a whole of being more top heavy than ever. And college football has in many ways always been kind of a top heavy sport because if you're a, a blue blood school and you have more money, you have better facilities and you have more promotion and everything that goes along with that. But now you're talking about actual dollars and actual dollars matter in a big way which is why guys play for 85 different schools before they finally graduate so at some point i think something needs to be done so that we do have more of a level playing field which will include a bigger field in the playoff yeah i think eventually we'll see contracts too because these Mm -hmm. kids just feel like they're one-year warriors where it's just one year and they're done okay so it's also message board season which i don't really subscribe to But, Jenks, you talk about it all the time, and I'm seeing your Longhorns as one of the favorites to win it all next year. So what's been popping off on the message boards? What's the outlook for your Longhorns? The outlook is, finally, Texas is not a a paper tiger. 
So if you look at the national mm-hmm. title odds right now, Georgia is the favorite at plus 350. Ohio State is 5-1. to one. Texas is the third favorite at plus 750. So there's always, I think, a bit of a misnomer when you think about these Blue Blood schools. Oh, they always recruit well. They always do. And sometimes they do, but then sometimes they don't develop talent. Sometimes guys transfer, but you assume because of the name, they always have the talent and they've underperformed. At least for Texas in particular, They've had a smidge of talent, but if you look at the draft over the past few seasons, hardly any Texas players have been drafted. They're going to have like eight or nine guys this year. So for the first time in a long time, Texas is developing guys, and they have a lot of guys waiting in the wings. That has not been the case. It has been for guys like Georgia and Ohio State and Bama. Now Texas is finally there, but it's taken a long time. Coming up next year on the show, she's back from Cabo. We're going to ask her about her trip and her favorite plays on today's card. It's Kate Constable on the Daily Tip from BQL, presented by BetMGM. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, Mom. I'm not going to say that. I want to say Martin. It doesn't matter. Vacation. Honestly, if I were going to Gaithersburg, Maryland, I'd be playing beach music. Like, what are you going to do? Is there any water? No. But there's drinks in a bowling alley. Good enough for me. Coming up. No NBA tonight. Who cares? It's vacation time. Kate Constable will be along. She's got some plays for us, I bet. We're going to talk with the host of The Better Angle. And she just got back from vacation. Kate was on a little vacay to Cabo, I believe. We're going to ask her about that. That looked like a blast. Oh, my gosh. Chelsea, before we get to Kate... Yesterday, this story came out. You talk about sports betting growing. Last year, the sports betting industry raked in $11.2 billion in revenue. That is a year-over-year increase of 44.5%. Ridiculous. Five new states legalized gambling in 2023. Kentucky, Maine, Massachusetts, Nebraska, and Ohio. But the most profitable state of all is... I'm going to let you guess. Of all the states, what would you think is the one state that raked in the most money last year? I'll say New Jersey. Oh, very, very close. It was New York. New Jersey was number two. Uh, Let's let Judges? Oh, they're going to go ahead and give it to you. Close enough. I would have been way <laughs> off on that. But nice job. What's crazy is, is that we still have plenty of room for growth here. 38 states plus D.C. have legalized sports betting. At some point, there's going to be some slowdown because expansion will be limited, but it's crazy. And also, I, this was the most surprising thing to me, is that land-based gambling, and this does include, I believe, table games as well, brought in more than 75% of the revenue. So even though you, you, you hop on your phone, you think, oh, I bet online all the time, people still love to bet in person. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, if you look at the numbers, slots far outweigh like most games like slots Mm -hmm. are still by far the most uh where most of the money comes in just because there's penny slots and there's dollar slots like you can 
gamble in that way for very little money. So we know that, you know, oh, it's because everybody's betting on sports. No, it's still the slots. Even though I do want a shirt that says legalize it, and I'm going to be like referring to gambling, and then Uh. people have to like choose in their mind what they think I'm talking about. Like, do you think people would guess Mm. that you're talking about gambling or something else? If you just had a shirt that said legalize it. No. No. They'd be like, well, she likes to toke up right there. She was probably a member of Normal many years ago. N-O-R-M-L. What was the National Organization for Marijuana something legalization? I don't know. I forget what it was. I've never heard of that, but it sounds like you were in it. Why do you know that? Well, because I just like to be educated, Chelsea. What's wrong with educating yourself? Nothing. It's always good when you can learn a little bit more. I try to learn a little bit every single day, no matter what the topic. Oh, oh, we're going down that road, are we? Holier than now, when you're talking about marijuana, those funny (laughs) cigarettes, those marijuana cigarettes. Are you talking about happy lettuce? It's the National (laughs) Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. I don't, I don't know anyone who says happy lettuce. I love the old school nicknames for weed. They're awesome that nobody uses anymore. Fantastic. Like a J. Hey, man, you want to smoke a J? I'm like, sure. Let's use one letter of the alphabet. Fantastic. You know what? Let's go from J and talk to a K. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. It's Clark. She fires. And goes. It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. Here we go. She is the host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. Also, make sure you give her a follow, a great follow on Twitter and TikTok. We're talking to Kate Constable. Kate, good morning to you. So I was mentioning your trip to Cabo. How was it? Give me a story or two to get me ready for vacation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, I was just in Cabo for a bachelorette party. I uh, come to the conclusion I, I'm, that might be my last bachelorette party. I might be too old for some of these because I just kind of can't hang with the kids anymore. It was super fun, though. We went on a boat. We saw a ton of whales. Like, whales were literally jumping all around our boat. It was awesome um i felt kind of like free willy with the guy you know he does his hand his fist up what was his name jesse um and it was it was great like it's so cool apparently it was whale season in cabo we didn't time that but it worked out perfectly also did some kayaking and some snorkeling there were some insane fish uh down there like these like black fish with like these bright, vibrant blue spots and stripes. Uh, I also jumped off a cliff, which is really, it was terribly dangerous. We had a guide with us and he was like, there were only two of us girls that wanted to do it. And he's, he's showing us how to shimmy up this big rock, basically rock climbing and mountain climbing without any harness or anything. And I just thought this like one slip, 
and my head cracks on the stones below and I'm not going home to be on the daily tip on Wednesday with Chelsea and Jenks. So that was a little scary, but (laughs) I did it. I also almost got into a bar fight, which was a little crazy. Um, About getting into a fight would be kind of wild, right? Like that would be a little scary. Um, So we were our last night there. Like I was tired. I was done, ready to go home, but bride want to go out. So went to a bar um, and I'm kind of just like looking around, probably like not paying attention to anything. wasn't really like into it. Apparently I was staring at this girl and she did not like it. Uh, So she comes over and starts like dancing on me. And I'm like, please back up Uh, personal space. Nope. Don't touch me. And she was like, why are you looking at me so hard? And gets all up in my face. And a couple of girls had to step in. And I thought I might have to girl i might have to get her off me what happens if i go to mexican prison that can't be good right so uh that was just a little recap of my tip oh so you almost died and you got closely into almost into a bar fight sounds like a great trip and here's the thing if you think you would have died on that trip i feel like the bride would have like well, I'm never, you know, inviting somebody on my bachelorette trip. She can't even make it to the wedding. How selfish because she died. All right. Well, that's, that's my two cents on bachelorette parties because bachelorette parties like they're fun, but it sucks that you're paying for a trip. That's not all about you. Like it sounds selfish, but do you get what I'm saying? Um, so I just got I'm, a ton of uh, Venmo yeah. requests for the weekend. That Ooh. is all sorts of things that... <clears throat> Would not have um, been on my list to purchase for the weekend, but uh, hey, it was a great time. People came to my bachelorette party and celebrated me, so I can I can go to theirs and do it for them. All right, so let's uh, look at some NBA plays. I know we don't have the NBA until Thursday, but let's try to get people reacclimated to the action. And here's a line on the rundown that I didn't think I would be reading. It says Kate is going to be on Charlotte in the second half of the NBA season. You got to explain yourself (laughs) because you've come on the show and you have backed the Detroit Pistons. And now you're telling us that we need to back the Charlotte Hornets. Explain yourself, please. I think it's just going to be for a game or two until the market adjusts a little bit. Uh, After the trade deadline, I mean, you bring in Seth Curry, uh, Davis Bertans, Trey Mann, who was the other one, Uh, Grant Williams. And all of a sudden, the Hornets, they're three games before the break. And after the trade deadline, they won all three. They held their opponents to, what was it, under 130 seven points in each of those games all of a sudden their defense has gone and is third or yeah third in defensive rating over that time 11th in offensive rating so i mean the hornets are still gonna be really bad and they're not a team that i'm gonna bet to win too many of these games but i think the market's going to be uh, a little bit slow to react to you know some lines that they put out. So I kind of like them against uh, the Jazz tomorrow night. I also really like the over in that game because the Jazz at home are just fantastic. They put up huge numbers. They're averaging, I believe, 121 points, uh, best three-point attempts, makes, things like that when they're at home. So they're always uh, an over team, especially with Charlotte's ability to kind of run the floor. So that's what I'm looking at in that game. But I do think Charlotte, you're going to have some value playing on them first couple games back here. 
We're talking with Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. Also, give her a follow on Twitter and TikTok at Kate Constable. Nice and easy to remember. What about the Western Conference? You can bet on either conference in the NBA at BetMGM, as we know, and it's an interesting race. You've got the Nuggets, you got the T-Wolves, you got the Thunder. Maybe there's someone else you're looking at. Who do you like to win the Western Conference and why? You know, there are a couple teams that I think could win the West. Obviously, the Nuggets. When you have Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, MPJ, that whole group, especially with the experience of winning the the championship last year, like the Nuggets certainly have a path to winning the Western Conference. I also really like the Clippers, which is hard to say because health and rest and all of that has been such a factor for that team for so many years with uh, Kawhi Leonard missing time, Paul George, but they've been healthy this season and those players have been playing in back-to-back spots and they've been trying to win games. And uh, over the last month, they've been one of the hottest teams. You can even find them right now as the favorite to win the West and still get a little bit of value there. Um, Two teams that I don't see winning it that are up higher on the odds board is the Suns. Um, One, because again, health, their big three, KD, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, are they able to stay healthy? Something always seems to pop up with at least one of them um, as we enter into the postseason. And then the Timberwolves. I love the Timberwolves right now. They have the number one seed in the West. I think that they could keep that going into the playoffs, but I think they're still a little too inexperienced and immature at times to win a Western conference finals and go to the NBA finals. I think we're still maybe like a year out uh, of Minnesota getting there, but I think they're also a team you could bet on to make a deep run in the postseason. I just don't see them winning the West completely. Okay. So normally during football season, I do the thing where I'm like, okay, a bear's helmet behind you. We got to ask about the bears. But I have been following some of the drama in the offseason for Justin Fields and the Bears. One of the headlines is, the drama is real. Justin Fields unfollows the Chicago Bears on Instagram. What's going on here? Is this something that people need to be aware of? Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, I, I was going to bed the other night and my husband turns over. He goes, Justin unfollowed the Bears on tw- on Instagram. The- oh. They're taking Caleb and he's like freaking out. And I'm like, okay, we can talk about it in the morning, right? Like, let's go to bed. Um, Yeah, it's a big deal. This is how athletes kind of, I guess, uh, communicate, which is so strange to me. Um, But I think unfollowing the Bears on Instagram is a big deal. I think it shows that he knows the Bears are moving on from him. I think they're going to. I think that's the right move. Uh, David Dykstra doesn't says that doesn't necessarily mean anything in our chat. David, it 1000% means something. Remember back in high school when like um, a couple would break up and they would unfollow each other on social media and you'd be like, okay, this is finally for real. Yeah. This is kind of what it's like. It is. It's, it's childish. It's stupid, but that's kind of how athletes communicate. Um, I think they're drafting Caleb Williams. I think they probably should draft Caleb Williams. If there's any sort of, um, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If, if they're in between it all on whether they should keep Justin Fields yeah. or not, I think that's their answer right there. Like We've had enough time with Justin Fields. I think he's great. I hope he goes to another team and has a ton of success. I just don't see the Bears taking the next step with him because he's had 30 and um, – we're still not there. So um, 
I wouldn't hate it if the Bears traded him and at least got something back for him. That would be kind of nice. But I think Caleb Williams is going number one to Chicago. She is host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. And let me tell you something. If you want to throw down, brother, don't don't worry about me. Worry about this girl behind me, Kate Constable. That's my backup right there. Kate, thanks for being with us, Greg. I've been in a fight or two, Jinx. I know what I'm doing. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. You'll cut a person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just like the Kool-Aid man. Thanks, Kate. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll see ya. Let me ask you, Chelsea, would you? And we got about a minute here before we go to break and we hand out our best bets. Would you draft Caleb Williams? I forget if I've asked you or not. Or would you keep Justin Fields? I think I'd keep Justin Fields uh, or maybe another option. Like remember in high school or college, C, answer not listed. Uh, Because I'm not, I don't think I'm sold on Caleb Williams. I think I have my reservations about him. I think the talent is definitely there. But the mental aspect that he showed, like he doesn't, this is a stretch, but sometimes it doesn't feel like he's a team player. I don't know. I have questions and you don't want any questions if you're drafting a guy first overall. Well, that's a very good point. I'm glad I'm not the one making this decision because there's a lot of ways in which they could go here. Coming up in five minutes, Chelsea is back just in time to help us make some cash. Best bets coming your way next on the Daily Tip from BetQL. It is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Hey, man. I don't know why you're worried about the line movement. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, pass this around, bro. Do you mind if I call you, bro? I hear you used to be a. <laughs> you can call me normal. whatever you want. It probably <laughs> look like I have three heads if you're talking in the voice that I'm thinking of. It's like, are you real, Jenks? My daughter says that all the time. She says, "Are you is real?" This a dream? No, she says, "Is this a dream?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, I don't know. She's in this stage where she has, like, I think these really vivid dreams. So she wakes up and, like, we're at the playground. She's like, Mom, is this a dream? I'm like, no, we're just at the local playground. It is not a dream. It's actually happening. But for her, like, it's a great experience. You know what I miss? I miss having good dreams. When I was younger, you know what I'm talking about? You'd have an amazing dream. Like, you were flying or something. Or that you won the lotto, which I, maybe you wake up and you're disappointed, but you'd have this amazing journey. And now the dreams that I have are terrible. Like I have like night yeah. terrors. I had a I had a, a dream that was so bad the other day. Bijou, who is was in my lap earlier, but you know animals sense things a obviously, cat. and they can yes for the, the audience and, at home. <laughs> yes, sorry, Bijou, our cat, and. Bijou animals they they all they can sense things and as soon as I woke up like Bijou is sitting on my chest and staring in my face like hey are you just like looking at me like are you all right 
And so I miss the days when I'd wake up out of a slumber and I'd been like, ah, I feel like I've been on vacation for a week. But it's okay now because I am going on vacation for a week, which, which begs the question, Chelsea. I have a big pina colada guy on vacation. I'm not going to walk into a bar here in D.C. and be like, give me a pina colada. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll start early. Maybe I will. But what is your drink of choice when you're near the water? Ooh, I think if you're there for a week, you definitely need at least one. Like fruity vacation drink that yeah. is like the signature drink of whatever resort or place you're staying at. But for the most part, I really like like seasonal beers. Like that's what I did mm. when we were in Florida. Like it wasn't that hot. And I don't know. We were only there for like three days too. And I also did not want the calorie bomb because that's the problem with pina coladas and yeah, strawberry daiquiris. They got a lot of sugar, but listen, like you're only on vacation once or maybe twice. I don't know how many vacations you're taking, uh, but this feels like a big one. So it feels like you can indulge. And if you really like it, like go for it. That's your thing. Like I'm a desserts person. I would rather spend my calories on like whatever's on the dessert menu and get like just a beer, but seasonal Ooh. beers, the frozen drinks are good, especially when it's really hot. Like the frozen drinks mm. just hit different. Here in Nashville, they do Frosé for all the bachelorette parties. Those are good in the summer. So you've got some great options, my friend. Oh, that is a good idea. Oh, I swear to God, I went, I hopped up real quick to say goodbye to the lovely Catherine. And she's such in vacation mode. I was like, I was like, sweetheart, have a good day. She goes, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with the medium top instead of the small top. I think it fits me better. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. That sounds great, honey. So she's, she's in beach mode. I'm in beach mode and we're ready to go. Coming up next on Bad QL Daily, NFL Draft Analyst Ian Valentino will join the crew, man. The NFL Draft is coming up. All sorts of options, whether it's the Bears, Commanders. It's going to be fascinating to see what these teams at the top do because I'll tell you something. There are some great quarterbacks available and some teams who absolutely need them in the NFL, which, of course, it's like that every year, but especially this time around. Also, if you missed our conversation with BetQL's Kate Constable and which games she's throwing her money down on, actually, she's got some futures that she really likes in the NBA and a couple that might surprise you. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to it and make the people some money. Time to place your bets. Tulsa, you are saying in the chat, I should come back with <laughs> braids and beads on those braids. And let me tell you something. If I can find someone to do it, I absolutely will. I will look absolutely ridiculous, but I'll do it. Yeah, you definitely should. And maybe a henna tattoo and bring huh. back a steel drum <clears throat> like Michael Scott in the office. Feeling hot, hot, hot. That's a great episode. Uh, and the pictures yeah. of Jan. Just don't do that to the lovely Catherine if you catch my reference there. All right. So let's get to our best bet. So for me, it's going to be in college hoops. I'm going to be on James Madison laying the six and a half on the road at Marshall. Sometimes it can be tricky taking road favorites, but James Madison fits the bill. Uh, one of the best teams in the mid-majors right now in the mid-major top 25 sitting at number seven and when it comes to a covering standpoint they're actually better at covering numbers when they're on the road this year six and three ats when playing away from their home court and it's looking like a big mismatch here like this number kind of confounds me because if you look at marshall they have lost to some really bad teams they've lost to coastal carolina which you know if you're not familiar with the mid-majors 
They're not a good team. They lost to Old Dominion. And when they have played the other good mid-majors, the teams that are sitting in the top 25 of the mid-major rankings, App State and Troy, they got absolutely smoked by about 20 points by both of those teams. And speaking of getting smoked, uh, got beat by James Madison earlier this year, 67 to 52. So I'm going to lay it with James Madison today, uh, taking the Dukes, laying six and a half. Let's go. Let's go, Chelsea. I was going to bet on college basketball, which I never do. And I'm going to throw this out right now as a lean. New Mexico, minus six and a half. I got it at five and a half this morning. It's up to seven at some spots. So now it scared me away. And of course, it's going to hit because I'm not going to bet it. Anyway, oh, sure. I'm going to the ice. Let's head to the Valley of the Sun. Least three-way money line at the Coyotes. Only minus 130. Look, I see some money coming in on the Yotes, but that's only because it's a ton of plus money. Let's just follow the direction of both teams in this one, which is to say the Leafs have won 8 of 10. The Yotes have lost 10 straight. At some point, they got to win, right? Let's hope it's not tonight. To make things worse, Arizona is playing without their starting netminder. The Leafs have been scoring at a torrid pace, racking up at least four goals in five of their last six games, let's reduce the juice. Toronto, three-way money line, minus 130. Uh, Jenks was talking about a great hockey play that I was definitely paying ah. attention to. Uh, let's go to the third member of our Best Bets crew, and that is the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right. First up for me, I'm going with James Madison laying six and a half on the road at Marshall. A ball, do we like it? A ball says, reply, Hazy, try again. All right, A ball, enough with your diva antics. Let's get an answer. A ball says, without a doubt, that's better. Oh, Much better, my friend. That's better. Okay. How about this hockey play that, you know, I'm really on the edge of my seat for? Leafs three way money line at the Coyotes. Outlook on, not bro. so good. Oh, eight ball's not a hockey fan either. Man, two against one. That's all right. I don't care. It's vacation time. If you want to check out the eight ball, you can. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. In fact, you can stream each and every show on the BetQL network. Do you have any leans, Chelsea, before I get to my final hockey play of the day? Nah, just James Madison. I would be with nah. you on New Mexico, but the line has scared me off. Liked it at I five know. and a half, six and a half, a little too rich for my blood. God, I got it this morning unofficially, but can I take it at six and a half, seven now? I don't think so. Finally, this is a tricky one. Oilers money line hosting the ruins minus 140. I know what you're thinking, dude. You're betting against Boston. Yes. Why? Because Edmonton has won eight straight at home. This is hard to believe. The Bruins have not played on the road in almost a month, like late January. And in their last 15 meetings against the Bruins, the Oilers are 10-5 and five overall. It's going to be a great hockey game. This is the one to watch. But I'm going to take the Oilers on the money line to beat a very good Boston team in what should be a great matchup. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for insight, analysis, historical trends, and more five-star best bets. Download the BetQL app fresh from the mainframe computer at the Red Roof Inn in Des Moines, Iowa. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Shh. 
Oh, Providence at Xavier under 150 and Sabres at Canadians under six and a hook on the ice. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. And for that, we bring in our good friend, Chris Mack. Chris, I cannot believe this. Kate Constable said earlier, we had her on from the better angle when she was in Cabo last week that she almost got in a bar fight, which I could not believe. Yes, I swear to God. Kate? She was like, yeah, Kate Constable. And then she said, by the way, I've been in a couple fights before. And she moved the neck and everything. That's how you know she's serious. Have you she ever been in a bar that? fight? No. Yeah, she did. <laughs> look at me. You're telling look me these, you think Yager's these... overrated? And then you just absolutely smack some Bang. Yeah, no. Bam. Uh, look at these. These are these are the soft, supple hands of a man <laughs> who hasn't done much hard labor in his life, Jenks. This is, <laughs> this is a, a well-read, well-learned man who hides behind a computer screen. Jenks, come on. What are we talking about here? No, he's you been going better. to too many Limp Biscuit concerts. I saw a meme and I thought of you. And it said, like, if you haven't had a Limp Biscuit stage, you know, she's too young for you or she's too old for you or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tag Chris Mack in every single thing Limp Biscuit now. That's going to be like great, your walk of life. Great. In, like, in, in my you. defense, I never went to a Limp Bizkit concert. I, the opportunity existed, I think I explained to you guys, to go to Woodstock 99, but I had a job that summer, <laughs> so I could not abandon the old 84 lumber yard where I drove a forklift around breaking things that summer. So, again, Ooh, as close to manual fun. labor as these soft, supple hands got, driving a forklift. Oh, oh. I bet you guided that forklift in such a deft manner, like we've never seen I, anyone maneuver this I broke, thing. Broke so much drywall, Jenks. They, <laughs> they lost so much money that summer. That's pretty manly, though. Any job that involves, like, drywall and, like, machinery, like, those are, like, <laughs> men terms, right? Any so job that manly. involves a steering wheel and braking things. <laughs> Chris is the guy driving the forklift. I'm the guy going, look at that guy destroying things on that forklift. I do even less labor than Chris. Even worse. Mac, have a great show. Thanks for being with us, buddy. See you guys. That is going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip for Becky Bell, presented by BetMGM. That's vacation time. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Thanks for spending your Wednesday for us. Have a great week, guys. See you tomorrow. Oh. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.